Good morning, everyone. My name is Samantha Cuniati. I'm a senior at May South High School, and in the fall, I will be attending the University of Kansas, majoring in biochemistry on the pre-med track. For my birthday, my grandparents got me tickets to Dear Evan Hansen. It's a great musical with a powerful message about Evan Hansen, a senior in high school with social anxiety. It follows his journey of self-discovery and acceptance after the suicide of a fellow classmate. For me, one of the most compelling songs was a song called You Will Be Found. In it, there's a particular line that goes, even when the dark comes crashing through, when you need a friend to carry you, and when you're broken on the ground, you will be found. So let the sun come streaming in, because you'll reach up and you'll rise again. Lift your head and look around. You will be found. That line particularly moved me and stuck with me. So later that night, after the musical, I was thinking about how I had to write this sermon for Youth Sunday. I was feeling a little anxious, because I didn't know exactly what I wanted to talk about or even have any idea. Suddenly, I felt moved to share about the song like a whisper from the Holy Spirit. And I realized that the lyrics and the message of the song can be related to faith very well. In fact, do not be afraid, or something similar, is mentioned 365 times in the Bible. So, as you can imagine, finding Bible verses with a similar message was not difficult. One of my favorites that I found was Isaiah 41.10, which you read on the screen, and it says, don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. So growing up in Aldersgate, I've been here since I can remember. I've been involved in the children's program, doing Elevate, participating in the Christmas pageant, and doing VBS. Basically, any children's activity, you name it, I probably did it. Now that I'm older, I like to volunteer with the children's activities, and I'm involved in the youth program. I play drums in the praise band, and this summer I'll be attending Camp Horizon as a junior counselor. Even with all that involvement in the church, support, and mentoring from the adults, faith is not always a cakewalk. I've definitely had my doubts and my struggles, which I'm sure you can relate to. It's a scary and confusing thing. It means putting trust in a God that you can't see, hear, or touch. But even though you can't always feel him, he's always there. You just have to reach out. In times when I feel alone, God will send me subtle messages. Someone will say or do something, and I can send his, his hand in it. For example, there will be times like when I didn't know what to speak about today, or when I would be asked the age-old question, what do you want to be when you grow up? I never knew how to answer that. As I spent more time in high school, exploring the different subjects, learning about who I am, and how I want to contribute to the world, I eventually landed on healthcare. I can't say exactly what made me decide on it or why I know it's right for me, other than a feeling, like he's guiding me in what I do and affirming all of my decisions almost like a nudge of his presence or a sign reminding me that he's got my back. So when you feel lost and alone, just reach out and God will find you. And finally, I want to leave you with a Bible verse, which is Matthew 28:20, 20, And it says, and be sure of this, 
I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Good morning. I am Maddie Brunel, a senior at Mays High School. Next fall, I will be studying. I will be attending Fort Hayes State University, studying sports management and administration. My mother thinks I'll probably end up in education, being a teacher, which is currently still in the running. I have grown up being part of different communities through sports, school, and church, but no community I have been part of can match the magnitude of Aldersgate. I have been coming here since I was one, and when I was a two and three-year-old, my mom taught my Sunday school class. Then I met Grandma Mary in the preschool classroom. Then I moved up in the ranks and met Cynthia in the children's wing. On Sunday mornings, Miss Cynthia would challenge us to memorize the Bible verses for the unit. And that's when I learned two things about myself. I can't memorize anything, and I am really competitive. Flashback moment, fifth grade, so roughly eight years ago. Most of you may recall a certain event on that year's Christmas pageant, Bows of Holly. Uh, that show will forever follow me all the days of my life. So if you weren't there, great. But, but I'll catch you up. I portrayed Holly, and as the leading role, I had the most lines, and that required a lot of memorizing and a ton of practice. I also felt so special because I got my own fancy portable mic. But con, I had a solo. So, showtime, everything is going great. Everyone's remembering their lines, smooth, smooth sailing. I am standing in the center of the stage, all eyes on me. The music starts, I managed to get roughly 15 words out. Then I ran off the stage crying. <laughs> I luckily had my family and Miss Cynthia on the front row to, front row to comfort me. When the song was over, I brushed off my tears and finished the show with a bang. After the show, I got so much love and praise for being so brave. Some people said I was such a great actor, they thought it was part of the show. Yes. But I knew that they knew it was not part of the show. The only family member that heard me sing that song was Uncle Dusty. He came to dress rehearsal due to a K-State football game on show night. Priorities. <laughs> He's the lucky one. Now I'm in the youth praise band. Who would have thought? The middle school and high school Sunday school and youth group. I had the opportunity to go to church camp. Sixth grade was the first time I ever spent more than one day away from my parents and spent overnight. My mom had to go on a mission trip to Haiti, so she couldn't pick me up on that Friday. At camp, I was in good hands with Tanya Weir and Steve James. They kept me updated about mom. Since that time, I have returned to camp for four more years. I have been a preschool VBS volunteer since sixth grade. Sadly, all I can remember from the first years of volunteering is the food and the snack room. <laughs> Becky Page's white popcorn, Trisha Ellsworth's banana bars, and Lissa Speakerman's chocolate chip cookies will forever hold a special place in my heart. I was able to work with so many amazing children, youth, and adults through volunteering in the children's ministry. I met so many role models and teachers that taught me so much about myself, but also about the Bible and the stories. As a youth, I participated in all the activities, Barnabas, I attended the pumpkin patch, trunk or treat, and nerf wars while attending Sunday school and youth group. I made it a priority to attend every event. I might have made everything a competition, too. Whoops. 
As I look back on all the 18 years of coming to Aldersgate, I pondered what my sermon was going to be about. So what made coming to Aldersgate the past 18 years so special? The people. As a teen in high school, there were so many sunny mornings where I just didn't want to get out of bed. I have the, I will go next week attitude. Then I, as I'm in bed, I'm in the well, I won't get to see Sonia, Miss Linda, Dia, Paisley, Hope, and Jackson. Uh, I have to keep the Sunday school class updated on all things sports, and the class needs to hear me and Mason Smith talk about high school, college, and professional sports. But when I'm... <laughs> When I am having a tough week, I can always count on a good laugh from someone in this congregation. If I could describe Aldersgate in one word, it would be family. The connections that I have built here have helped my life in so many different ways. It's hard to get people to come and watch a high school girls basketball team that is struggling. I had two games that I had over 20 people there to watch me. I had more games, I had more people there than the team had in their student section all season. The group consisted of friends, family, but also church family. I was so thankful for every single person that came to my games, whether they were regular attendees or just came to a couple of games. When Pastor Gary or any of the other pastors say, it's too quiet in here, turn to your neighbor in Christian love and greet them. If you don't know someone, tell them your name. You may not realize it, but you just added on to your own personal community. As I get older, I have noticed my community has gone bigger. Some people I have deeper connections with than others, while others are just part of my life. We live in a society and century that everyone has different opinions, ideas, and even different tastes in music. So that's what makes it harder to continue your community. But that is what God has commanded us to do. Love all and accept all. Now at the end of my season basketball Twitter post, I said, Thank you to all the love and support for my friends and family. Whenever I say family, every person that walks between those doors are my family. All of you. Yes, some of you may not know me or my stories, but you're present. Proverbs 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. When iron blades rub together, each blade becomes sharper and more effective. So the scripture is telling us, in order to make ourselves better, there's a mutual benefit and making each other better through communication, mentorship, leadership, and community. I think the scripture is emphasizing the importance of making friends and family with people that will make us be a better person. We are each other's iron rods. We work together and are partners in this wonderful life and make each other stronger. Some of you may know the scripture, but I first came across this in May South High School's weight room. They had on their wall, iron sharpens iron. So I assume it was just a lifting quote. Later on in life, I looked it up. There was more to the verse. One person sharpens another. All of you have made me stronger and a better person. You've molded me into who I am today. I asked some of my friends and family what this verse meant to them. They said, don't go through anything alone. Look to others to make yourself a better person. Work alongside servant leaders and you will become a more servant leader. You are a reflection of those you surround yourself with. You want, to be a part, you want to be part of a congregation that shapes you. So, in a weight room, this verse makes sense. You want to push your teammates to be the best versions of themselves and succeed, cheering each other on and making each other better athletes as well as a better person. Church is not a building. It's the people. Coming from an athlete, we are one big, one big team. Sorry. 
Pastor Gary is our quarterback, Pastor Daniel is our running back, and Pastor Maria is our kicker. <laughs> but the people are the linemen that support, support them. Maybe Pastor Gary will pull a Tom Brady and come out of retirement. <laughs> There is nothing like a pandemic to make you realize how important connections are. My sister became my classmate, and my parents became my teachers. Lucky me. Church was online, youth group was on Zoom, and the Easter egg hunt was the drive-by. But we still make connections with each other, and we figured out how to keep this community tight. Iron sharpens iron. The mission trip goal was to learn how to keep to help food insecurity in our communities. But what we really did was strengthen the community within each other. The mix of youth and adults brought a mix of experiences, stories, and jokes. We worked hard and we laughed hard. When it's July in Texas and you are serving food through a car pickup line, you cram 14 youth into a walk-in fridge for a break. There's a lot. Everyone had each other's backs and we all worked together to have a common goal. Iron sharpens iron. Genesis 2.18, God says, It is not good for man to be alone. Even in the beginning, God created us for us to be a part of a community. As you continue the rest of Genesis, the main lesson, it is not good for us to be alone. We were made for a community. I was watching a YouTube video on a pastor in Canada about community. He said, God's primary goal for humanity is a loving community, for the many to be as one. You can't spell community without unity. So we were all made to be in a community all made to be iron rods and sharpen each other. I have just mentioned a couple of stories about our community, but we don't have all day. And these stories can't do justice on how great Aldersgate is. And it doesn't show how thankful I am for all of you. But like Avery's children's time, I want to ask you, what community are, are you a part of that is helping you be a better person? What community are you part of that you contribute to? What community are you going to add to your life? I will be adding to my community for Hayes, classmates, dorm, friends, and a local church. Aldersgate set the groundwork for who I am today. I got to be competitive and learn to lose with grace-ish. Kind of. <laughs> I challenge you to add on to your own personal community. Have conversations with people you don't know. Join a Bible study. Volunteer. Bible school is in July. Registration opens May 15th if you want to help with that. <laughs> So I leave you with this. You never know who can impact your life or whose life you could make an impact on. Iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Whose life can you make an impact on? Thank you.